Good morning. So here are my thoughts from last night, which kind of swirl around in my brain <clears throat> until I get them out. Pill shaming. It's not just something that uh, friends and family do. It's kind of something some of us do to ourselves. Um, for me, my husband, my ex-husband, ended up deciding that I was not bipolar, that I had been misdiagnosed, and instead um, had just been very promiscuous and a party girl, uh, instead of actually having a mental illness. And I was young. 23 doesn't seem that young anymore but it did at the time and um, we had a doctor just a urgent care general practitioner and I'm not ragging on that but you know they saw me he saw me one time um, he didn't contact my psychiatrist he didn't contact my um, other general practitioners just we moved to a new town. I went to see this doctor to get uh, a prescription because mine had run out. And this doctor and my ex-husband both agreed that basically I'd just been a naughty girl. I certainly didn't have any chemical reason for anything I had done. And I won't lie, it was very nice to stop taking the lithium. <clears throat> It was nice to not feel judged whenever I had to go to the pharmacy um, or a doctor's appointment or a new doctor because you've got to list all of this. You've got to list um, what you're on and what it's for. Uh, and I did feel very judged. Again, I thought I was the only person with bipolar, you know, in North America. I was quite certain of that. There was nobody else. Um, so I had to be an anomaly. And when I went to go get my birth control pills or if I had a sinus infection, you know, they had to review everything else I was on before they gave that to me. And I, I felt very judged. So there was a time period not being on medication, excuse me, that felt fabulous. And, and then, and then I had kids and I had really bad postpartum with my son. And I didn't seek treatment because I was embarrassed and I was terrified they were gonna take my child away because I was bipolar. Again, in my head, I didn't know anybody else. Uh, I, I read books and I saw, you know, documentaries on people who did and most of the time they didn't end up very well. So I probably spent four to six months just kind of walking around crying all the time. I'd be at the grocery store in the frozen section 
just bawling and other mothers would see me or other people would see me and most of the time they were pretty nice and you know there'd be a pat on the shoulder or, or just a comment you know it does get better um, it sure as hell didn't feel like it was going to get better second baby I finally had the courage to talk to the doctor and I think I had seen something on a talk show about postpartum depression and I was like oh my god that's that's what I had so I got on medications for the last half last little bit I guess last month and a half of my pregnancy so that it would be in my system so that I could function because I was going to have two children under two and basically be by myself Monday through Friday because my ex traveled so I did I don't know Prozac or something for six months or so to help get me over that hump and then you know I was back off of everything um, it was also very hard and I know not everybody's old enough to remember this but for the decade prior to me having children anytime you went in to get a new job and you got new health insurance or your spouse did that was another time when you had to list all of this information um, it's before pre-existing conditions were you weren't allowed to be um, told you can't get health insurance so at the time whenever my ex or I would get new health insurance you know there was a period where you were holding your breath thinking are they going to cover this <laughs> plus it really sucked because you know you're sitting there filling out your new hire paperwork and Betty from accounting who also serves as the HR person is looking at your form and seeing um, you know manic depressive on lithium sucks because you know Betty's not going to keep her fucking mouth shut Betty's going to go back she's going to have her cigarette she's going to have some coffee and she's going to pass this on so again just so much paranoia I don't know how much of it was justified or not I do know a lot of people a lot of people lost jobs a lot of people lost benefits because of their mental illness and that sucks uh, so had kids I would say there was a couple of times because again you know my husband had told me that I was not mentally ill okay so that's off the table but there were times when I don't know what it is I just like to say you know your skin feels too tight and you're just trying to rip out of it and once my kids got into preschool I had like two hours in which to well I could have been doing other things but I started seeing a therapist because I was like I I'm I don't feel right I know this isn't right this isn't comfortable and I'm sure I wrote down that I had been diagnosed bipolar, but uh, for the next, I don't know, off and on, 
10 years or so, that's not what anybody treated me for. What I was treated for was anxiety, depression. So I would get pills from one or the other and take those for a while and feel okay. And then either because of time, convenience, you know, mom of two small kids, um, I would end up getting off the medication and not have time to make appointments. And everything would go okay for a while. And, um, you know, there's, there's very little shame nowadays saying I have anxiety or panic attacks, uh, which I did have, or I'm, I'm having a bout of depression. Uh, those are all very relatable concepts now. I mean, you say these things and people don't look at you like you've lost your mind or wonder if it's contagious. You get a hug, you get sent on your way. Um, even now, it's really hard for me to say bipolar. And it's only been in the past year that I've been able to actually force that phrase out of my mouth. I just, I, it's easier to say, I'm having really bad anxiety. I'm having really bad depression. I can't get out of bed. So that was like a decade of my life. And, and all along, my ex would tell me other things I could do. And so did other friends and family. Um, and not that any of the things they suggested were wrong. Uh, and they, they certainly sometimes can ease some of the symptoms. Uh, I started walking like three miles a day if I could. Um, working out, eating better. I've, I've not been um, able to really meditate. It requires way too much still. Um, I, I am very comfortable doing the breath work. So breathing exercises are a big part of almost every day for me because I do have I have anxiety really bad. Um, so I'm able to do the breath work. Um, I have tried so many different herbs. Um, those have not necessarily been good for me. I take vitamin D, like a mega dose, because I have a hard time in the winter. So I do all of these things. I'm, going in and out, being treated for the acceptable mental illnesses. And, you know, you look back and you're like, wow, I don't even know how long it's been since I've been right. I don't even know how to use the words or what words to use to describe what I feel most days. I don't know how to, without scaring people, because you can see the look on their face when you're telling them that I am vibrating with energy so fast and so hard that it hurts. 
being manic is not just about being super productive. It's not this glamorous, I've got all this energy, I'm going to do all of this stuff. It's feeling like I am just holding on to a jackhammer and it is vibrating inside of me. And physically, it's very painful sometimes. Great that I can get stuff done if I, if I can get moving, if I can stay focused. And that's the problem. Well, it's not the problem, but it's a problem. And this romanticized view of, oh my gosh, my husband's manic. He just painted the whole entire exterior of our house in like four days. Well, that's awesome. That's, I don't think that's the kind of manic I am. Mine is um, rapid cycling. So I, I might get a burst and get a project started, but it's probably going to be half-assed and it's going to be left in some atrocious state. And then I'm going to crash. Um, and when you say these things, There is, like I said, a look that you get from the people you love and they're just like, holy shit. And that's the tip of the iceberg. So I finally decide instead of going in and saying I am suffering from anxiety or depression to just go in and say I need help. Um, so found a psychiatric nurse because Colorado seems to have a severe shortage of mental health professionals. A psychiatrist, well, most importantly. So getting an appointment and getting on medication can be a six-week process unless you are in a critical point and endangering your life. And then it's a different story. But for those of us who are not endangering our life, but just not having much of a life, um, it can be harder. So I was very blessed. I got in to see this nurse. And before she saw me, she handed me paperwork. And I was very happy about this because this was reminiscent of when I was diagnosed uh, at 2021. 20, so you fill out this paperwork and you hand it to him <laughs> and she, she's looking at it and uh, she goes, um, do you know you're bipolar? And I was like, I actually do. Thank you for the confirmation because I thought maybe I wasn't. Maybe my ex-husband was right. It's very good to hear a confirmation as crazy as that sounds, because like who the hell wants to get a confirmation that you have bipolar? I did. I wanted a confirmation. So she tells me she's going to start me off on the, on the lithium. And uh, gabapentin for the anxiety and you know to go off try this for a month or whatever and get your lithium level tested and i remember doing that i remember being embarrassed doing that too that was just another one you saw this like the 
people taking your blood or reading it like, oh, <laughs> we got a crazy one here. Um, no amount of, you know, pretty hair, decent makeup and a nice purse was going to make me feel like they saw beyond what was written there. So I've been back on the lithium since November of this past year. So I think I'm coming up on six months and I am having um, a huge success with it right now. Uh, I would say within three to four weeks, I felt so much more calm inside my body, not calm as a, um, like, well, Melissa seems really calm, like she's had a glass of wine, but just inside my own body, I feel less, less energy, less insanity. Um, so super happy with that. Uh, and every time I go in, she says, my nurse says, um, you know, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm okay. I don't know if this is normal. Um, I don't know if I've reached what normal is supposed to feel like. Uh, so this past time I go in and she asked me and I say the same thing. You know, I don't, I don't know. I feel, I feel okay. I would say that I was probably have been depressed for a month or two. Uh, so she put me on Lamictal. I had to think about that one because it's, it's only been a week. Uh, so we'll see how that works. I, I got online and I read that it is a super successful uh, combination between the two. For bipolar and I love that and I love that they're both you know older drugs that people have been on uh, for long enough for them to have drawn conclusions so we'll see I'm, I'm only in a week and um, you know it's a low dose it's something you ramp up into so everybody's been very nice to remind me uh, that it's it's gonna be about a month and to hang in there which I love so Pill shaming. There was a time <laughs> in this past year where I have sat in my friends and family group and listening to all of the drugs these people, their loved ones are taking, or if there's somebody in there who has mental illness. And I'm going to admit I was totally judging them. Holy shit. What a cocktail. Uh, some of these people on four five and six different pills and then they've got a pill for if there's an emergency panic attack and they've got a pill you know if they can't sleep and I mean my doctor was like Melissa you've got to get off Xanax and I'm like what do you mean I've got to get off Xanax that's that's like uh, that's where my outward calm comes from and she was like no it's not good for you I'm thinking well shit how come all these other people get to be on all of this stuff that makes them calm and helps them deal with the anxiety of day-to-day -day adulting. But 
honestly, I was looking at these people, I was judging, and I was feeling very superior that I was only on the lithium. That's very ugly to say, but that's where I was at. I only need one pill. I am so much less fucked up than the rest of you. And as I've admitted, it now turns out, I am just beginning the path to realizing how fucked up I am and how much medication uh, is going to be required to help me gracefully uh, live my life. It's really, it's a big deal. It's a big deal because people want to help you get off of medication. That is the goal of so many life coaches or health coaches, you know, let's get you off all of this stuff. You know, let's get you off your diabetes medication by helping you be healthier, helping you have a smaller waist, helping you put better quality food into your body. Uh, let's help you, let's do some yoga so that you don't need your Xanax. Um, let's, you know, just that's, that's our society right now. Uh, and I'm very much a part of that. Uh, the idea that I will never need to be off medication, need, should, that I shouldn't, that I could be taking this for the rest of my life is something I'm still trying to figure out how to wrap my brain around. It's something that when you have someone in your life, um, they, you know, they want you to be well. And either they want you to be well and they want you to be well holistically and they're constantly bringing you information on how to do this without all of these medications that are not natural and have side effects. Or they get confused on why you're still having episodes and you're on this medication. So then obviously it doesn't fucking work. It's not a here's a pill, you're better, you're all fixed. Um, take a 14-day course of this steroid or antibiotic, and in 14 days, uh, you will stop being a bitch or a crazy bitch. Or in 14 days, you'll be able to get your ass out of bed and be productive. That's not how it works, and that's very confusing. Well, it's very, it can be very confusing to those of us who have the illness and um, it's certainly confusing to our loved ones and not always being able to explain to them this weird concept of um, I'm this is not going to go away I, am I going to get better off and on yes um, but this is not going to go away this is like a part of me. It's not a bad part of me. It's just a part of me that makes it hard for me to function in our current society. Um, you know, if, if, if I didn't have to go to work, if food and housing were just provided, 
having mental illness would be way easier. Having to leave your house and go out and try and meet other people's expectations and maintain a facade of competence and having your shit together is really hard. Those moments when you are having a panic attack, are having anxiety extremely about some stupid project that you're trying to get done and are not receiving the help you need, or the day you just snap because you just can't take one more second of somebody's whiny ass voice complaining instead of doing their work. <laughs> None of these things are positives, but they are realities for those of us who have mental illness. Having my supervisor tell me that I should just do these five things when three of them make my chest tight sucks. Um, sitting and having a verbally abusive manager who has cornered you uh, and is just letting loose and taking out all of their stress of the week on you and you're just trying not to shake or cry or run out or scream these are hard things so medication medication makes it more likely that I can go to work and perform my job in a fabulous way without crying screaming shaking or locking myself in the bathroom it doesn't take all of the crazy away from what's going on in my, my head and, and in my body. I, I would love for there to be a pill like that, but the pills I've taken that do that knock you on your ass, which is not what an employer is looking for in a productive employee, you know, having them just sit there staring off into space. Um, so, I, I've mentioned that I have concern about telling my <clears throat> employers. Um, I have concerns because I think there's a whole bunch of gossiping little shits who will have a field day with this. Um, I'm waiting for the whole, well, did you not take your pills today because you're seeming very angry. <laughs> and it's like, no, I, I took my pills, you're just being fucking asshole um, and I am just standing firm in my boundaries <laughs> um, sorry if that appears like I haven't taken my meds um, so pill shaming I don't know how we get over this I know that um, I'm not the only one who stresses this I'm not the only one who has felt embarrassment when somebody else finds out 
how many pills you're taking. Or when you go up to the pharmacist and they've got it, oh, let me see what else you're on to make sure there's no conflicts. And they look at you and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, crazy lady here. Um, I know it's hard to explain to friends and family why these pills are important. I know one of my concerns is if some of the current policy with healthcare, if it gets um, changed, I, I do have concerns about being able to find coverage again um, with a pre-existing like this, with um, the meds, and I'm, I'm blessed because the two meds I'm on cost me less than $10 a month with my uh, prescription. And I don't have anything fancy. But I know some of the, like the Ambilify and, I guess the only one is ringing, like coming to my mind, but some of these newer medications, um, my health insurance doesn't cover. So some of those, like the Ambilify, I think it's like $1,300 a month. Uh, there was another one that my nurse had talked to me about going on a super new and she said you know if it worked that the drug rep would help me fill out the paperwork um, to see if I qualified to get it at a reduced rate and I just looked at her and I'm like why would we even go down that rabbit hole uh, why would you let me get on something that might work that I can't afford and I don't know how many of you have gone down this road of seeing if you qualify for reduced um, medication, but it's it's quite a freaking process. Um, I get it for my, uh, I have ulcerative colitis, and the medication they've got me on is like $1,500 a month, of which I don't have, can't afford. The generic version is um, not so expensive, but you have to take 12 pills a day. Um, you know, so like four pills, four pills, four pills. I can't do that shit. Um, that's when you want to look at some of these people and go, I, I have no attention span for this kind of stuff. Like middle of the day remembering to take pills. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, but it, it cost me probably five or six days every six months to requalify to get that medication um, reduced. I don't want to do that with all of these other drugs. It's just, it's a hassle. So, it's my craziness on pills. So I'm taking a lot of pills. <laughs> my name is Melissa. I'm taking a lot of pills for my mental health. Uh, I'm taking some in the morning, I'm taking some in the evening. Um, I'm trying to be at peace with this. Uh, I've loved seeing on Instagram other people posting, you know, a handshot of their pills because there is a shame in this and the only way we overcome it is if we make it normal, if we normalize it. So uh, I'm trying to normalize mine. I'm trying to be at peace with what I'm taking. 
Um, I'm sure there will be some additions to what I'm taking as we continue to refine what my mental health needs are. Um, but if you go to Instagram, you can see a picture of my morning meds. Um, and again, that's mental Melissa on Instagram and same on Facebook. Um, and I hope you have a good day. I made it through the first day, the first real day after the time change. And I, I did sleep good last night, so I am looking in, looking forward to being that fabulously productive employee for the company I work for to make up for the days when I am the very depressed um, lump of coal sitting at my desk. Happy Tuesday.